0: So I consider myself as Lang. You do? Yes!
1: If you're Lang, then what the hell am I? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Mosaic of China, a podcast about people who are making their mark in China. I'm your host, Oscar Fuchs. we finally made it. We've reached the final of these 10 compilation episodes from Season 2, and it's the one on Chinese words and phrases. I've always been a firm believer that learning a language is the best and most fun way to get to the heart of another culture. So in some way, this compilation represents the epitome of what I'm trying to achieve with Mosaic of China. But more than that, it seems to be the question that most accurately highlights all the different personalities of the individuals who took part in the last 30 episodes. So please enjoy this final chance to hear all these voices together. Thanks once again to all the guests, and thanks to you, of course, for listening. Not for the first time, I'm recording this intro at a time where world news is oppressively bad, and I don't quite know what the situation will be in the short time between recording this intro and the episode being released. So I feel a bit duplicitous putting on this cheerful voice when inside my heart is aching. I can justify it by repeating to myself, and to you, that sometimes you just need something to cheer yourself up, and I hope this is it. And I'll continue to keep spreading a little bit of joy and entertainment with this podcast for as long as I can. Speaking of which, I have been keeping busy these last few weeks, and I'm almost ready to launch Season 3 later in the spring. The main delay at this point is that there are a few interviews I need to record outside of Shanghai, and travel has been very hard to plan. But I'm just about to hit the road again to finish up these final recordings, so fingers crossed I should be back on your feed with the next 30 great episodes before too long. Make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you're listening to this today, and also follow me on social media, I'm at Oscology on Instagram and YouTube, or at Mosaic of China on WeChat and Facebook. Now on with the show. Coco Santi, the drag performer from episode five.
2: Are you ready for this? Uh, or, which means like...
1: Hang on, Cao is the famous guy from history. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so hang on,
2: um, so it's like the Chinese version of saying, speak of the devil, the devil will come. Right. Right. All right. So it's really great because it's like, It just kind of rolls off the tongue really fun. And you can always just say like, oh, like when someone like enters a room and you're like, oh, this is here. That's what you can use. I had a teacher in Beijing who used it very often. And I was like, oh, okay. You are a sassy teacher. it was really bad. Um, But I love that phrase. I don't know why. That's great.
1: Vladimir Juravik, the brand naming expert from episode 13.
3: The one I... uh... I like is a story I heard from my teacher uh, when I was in my second year of Chinese uh, learning. Uh, it's, uh, it's a story about the character shu, to be. The interesting story is that if you look at it, uh, you have a Zhen on the bottom, uh, that is a person. And somehow he lo- seems to be walking into something that is an obstacle. And then there is a horizontal bar and above that you have the sun. So. The story could be like you are when you meet a problem and when you face a difficulty and when you start to see the light. And uh, I like the, the story, this Scheu character.
1: Right, it's almost like Descartes, right? I mm. think, therefore I am. I, exactly. <laughs> I run into obstacles <laughs> under the sun, therefore I am. I think resonance with Descartes was probably part of why I, I was so impressed by that story. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. I actually met you on your level. I can't believe it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Vittorio Francese, the lawyer from episode 27. Uh, relating to my, my personal experience, I would say uh, 中国文, the Chinese dream.
0: This is a country that I found out can be a country of the opportunities where to grow your dream. And this is exactly what happened in the first four years. Um, I realized that I, was, uh, uh, that I was growing very fast. And I was already
1: when I imagined I would have been in uh, 10 or 12 years. Crystal Mo, the fine dining expert from episode 26.
4: A phrase that I love is ma fan yi, which is a very polite way of saying so sorry to trouble you. And Americans don't really say this. We wouldn't off the cuff kind of say, oh, I'm so sorry to trouble you. But in Chinese, that's
0: very
1: common. Like when you ask somebody to do a favor or when someone just does something nice for you, you can say ma fan yi. Like I'm so sorry to trouble you. And it's just a very... Kind and generous kind of
2: recognition of someone doing something for you.
1: Marie King, the public affairs leader from episode twenty
2: nine. Lehi, because it's a word that's both positive and negative. You know, somebody who is uh, is Han Lehigh can be really strong, uh, and it can be pejorative. It can be quite negative. You know, his attitude, He's he's you know he's too strict. He's too strong. He's not flexible enough. Um, personality Um, but you know you can also describe someone who's lehi is really good at something who's really got great competency or skill it can be very different meanings depending on the context yeah which lehi are you do you think (laughs) oh uh, if you ask one of the people that works with me they might have a negative (laughs) (laughs) i like to think that i'm both um, and neither that i'm just you know just me yeah
1: Non Bengu, the African community organizer from episode fourteen.
5: Kui. It means I can, right? Yeah. If you are asking somebody if they can make something for you or deliver something at a particular time, then
1: they say Kui. It has that kind of like, yeah, coming right up. It's like Yeah, exactly. I can exactly. do it for you. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. It's always got a positive connotation really. True. Zhang Zhiyuan, the humanities professor from episode 3.
2: Especially in mainland Chinese, there are a lot of terms that we don't use that in Taiwan. Geili, to give power. Oh. And the first time I heard this, I simply don't
1: understand. But it's so vivid. Okay, let's unpick that. So yeah. what does that actually mean then? In what context? OSTRA. Lee but do the homework better, for God's sake! Oh, right. So is it like a jiao? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's more uh,
2: rough. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you can see I'm quite a rough person, <laughs> right?
1: A.J. Jane, the car designer from episode
5: 21. A lot of my car designer friends are going to go crazy when they hear this. It's a word called dachi. Literally every foreigner who comes here to design cars is told by his boss, I want Dachi, and Dachi is something like prestigious or grand or premium, or, or and, and this word Drives all the car designers absolutely bonkers, <laughs> because a lot of the time the CEO of the company will say "dachi." No, this is not dachi enough. You need to be dachi, and and it's like, what is dachi? Yeah, and it, it's it's this word that doesn't translate. It's a word that doesn't seem to have any specific meaning, but it's it's just something where basically. Your design is not good enough for China. You mm-hmm. know, it's not good enough for me. Mm. And you got to do better. It's not datchy enough. So.
1: Your everyday bane of your life is something I've never even heard of. <laughs> so that just shows that there are different lives being led here in China. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine Wong, the Peruvian healer from episode
4: four. Which is have safe travels first time I heard it, I found it funny. And then I kept using it, not knowing what it means until I asked my father what it means. And yeah, it makes sense. I love to travel.
1: Nice. And did you learn that in Peru? Or did you learn that in China?
4: I learned that in China.
1: Oh, how funny. So he never taught that to you when you were small?
4: No, actually, he never talked to us in Chinese when we were small.
1: Really? Is he happy now that you can speak some Chinese?
4: He's proud. Oh.
1: Alex Schoer, the clean energy entrepreneur from episode 11. It's actually a really simple one, but I still, for me, summarizes very nicely China, which is ibu ibu lai. You know, one step at a time, basically. One step, one step. I just, it answers so many questions. And if I had known that from the beginning, right, it would have probably been a lot easier. <laughs> so do you think nowadays you are more ibu ibu lai? I'm definitely more ibu ibu lai, but, you know, that's only by experience Not by nature. My nature is definitely the other way around, right? Just (laughs) trial by fire, test it, uh, and see how it works. And, uh, you know, I never did well learning by reading. You know, I had to learn by doing. Stefan Ouimet, the head of Consumer Insights at L'Oréal, from episode one.
2: I want to quote a poet uh, from the Tang dynasty. His name is uh, Bai Du. Uh, where he tries to express his perplexity about another philosopher lao Zi. And, and it's written in classical Chinese, so very hard to understand, but the title of his poem is Reading Lao Tzu. He's quoting Yen Yan mo C'i yu, wu wen yu Lao Lao Yuan Zhu Wen. Those who speak don't know, and those who know don't speak. This I have heard from Lao Tzu, but if we say that Lao Tzu is someone who knows, why did he himself write a book of 5,000 characters? The paradox. China, the Chinese culture, is always a source of questioning, of looking beyond what you see or what you read. Very nice.
1: DJBO the DJ from episode 23.
5: My favorite one is related to a big passion of mine and it is the Chinese name of Elvis Presley. Are you familiar with what it is? I can't wait. It's Mao Wong. It's the cat King oh, okay <laughs> And I just love that sort of characterization of Elvis. Yeah, someone I love.' such a fascinating person Mao Wong. I mean it's very 50 slang cat, you know. He was that Memphis cat, and he's the king of rock and roll. Exactly. And that's what it's about.
1: Joe McFarland, the product sourcing leader from episode 18.
5: Well,
4: shuai So it basically means handsome man. So when I first learned Chinese, and they told me that... Um, I thought, oh, it would be handsome, and a menu means, like, pretty lady. But then I've realised it's kind of, like, used to say, like, hello, mate. So, like, if you want to call a waiter in the restaurant, you go, yeah. and I kind of like that. It's a nice word, and it's friendly, and it's fun. And when I say it, everyone laughs. Maybe it's just because I'm saying it wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, schweiger.
4: Schweiger, yeah.
1: But, yeah, because when you translate it, you're saying, Oi, handsome, come yeah. here. Oi, pretty lady. <laughs> Uh Zhao Huiling, the Africa Travel Vlogger from Episode
0: 28 Ho Long Qian Long Qian literally translates to waves that came before. And then Ho it translates to waves that came after. It describes the millennials. So I consider myself as 前浪 You do? Yes. Oh, because God. the because the kids who were considered Ho are basically 18 by now. He's talking about a particular way of dressing or an underground culture that I don't understand. He might just finish the conversation saying, oh, So that's just something funny that's been trending on the Chinese social media.
1: Oh man, if you're Qianlang, lang, then what the hell am I? <laughs> <laughs> I must be like in the middle of the ocean. I, I, there's no wave involved. <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> didn't
0: make the waves. <laughs>
1: Internet culture. It's <laughs> terrible everywhere around the world.
0: This was made famous by Billy Billy. Ah, oh, yeah, right. Billy Billy. So they made a marketing video for their platform to position themselves as a platform for the millennials. Yes. the Young kids.
1: Okay, that's why I'm not on Billy Billy. <laughs> I bet you have an account there.
0: I do. <laughs> because in my head, I'm like, I'm so 18. <laughs>
1: yeah. Louise Roy, the childbirth and lactation specialist from episode six.
0: I think that actually "shufu" is one of my favorite words. Ah, uh, yeah. "Shufu" is just ex- it just—it sounds "shufu," soft and nice and comfortable and.
1: That's so. F- it does sound cozy. It shufu. does, doesn't it? Shufu. Yeah. Shufu. Mm. "Shufu"
0: sounds "shufu," and "bushufu." When I feel "bushufu," it perfectly explains. Like I don't have to diagnose exactly what I'm feeling right now. I just feel "bushufu."
1: Jamie Barris, the street food expert from episode two.
0: So my favorite word or phrase is churchungla, which a lot of times when people want to say that they're full, they'll say chirbala. Right. But I have found, especially when I'm working with my vendors and things like that, we oftentimes are doing tastings at a lot of different places, and if I don't finish what they put in front of me, I can offend them. But I can usually get out of it really easily because I used to be like, Chirbala, Tribala and they'd be like, oh, just have a little more. And then I found out about churchungla, which is like, I have eaten so much, it is coming out of me. Like it is, <laughs> I am so full, it is up to my neck. I cannot put anything else. And they, it's not very commonly used, and so they just crack up and they're like, okay, that's fine. And so it kind of gets me out of a lot of things where I'm like, I literally can't eat anymore. Please stop feeding me. That's
1: brilliant. I know. churchungla. okay.
0: Yeah, I am full to the point
1: of bursting. I love it. Michael Kinsey, the fire engineer from episode 25. Pai P. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Pai, OK, ma, OK. Is that, is that to do with a horse's fart? Uh, Pai ma P is <laughs> stroke the horse's ass or cat okay. the horse's ass. <laughs> Um, so okay. it literally means sucking up. Oh. So quite often when I meet people and you use just a few words of Chinese, wow, wow, say your mm. your Chinese is amazing, mm. um, and I say no, pai won ma Oh wow, um, you don't need to stroke my horse's ass. You don't need to suck up. Okay, I think uh, I have to have a warning now on this episode. I can't believe you've talked about horses' asses, Michael. You're supposed to be a gentleman. We are, we are re- representing the Brits here. <laughs> Michelle Chu, The Improvisational Comedian from Episode
0: 20. Don't impose the thing you don't want to others. And also don't impose the thing you love to others. I think mm, at least we should give the respect to, to each other. To give enough space to everybody.
1: Salome Chun the investor and developer from episode
2: 24. Put yourself in someone else's shoe. Right. It's very easy to be judgmental. I'm very judgmental, but you have to put yourself in other people's situation and try to understand. This makes you have a much wilder world. It's my moral standard. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sean Harman, the beer company CEO from episode nine. I think the one I, I, I really like is, uh, it's a phrase, before the car reaches the mountain, there must be a road, which I think is really relevant here because things are often not that easy. But if you do keep pushing and you keep going for it, usually you will find a way. Mm. It, it really spoke to me when I first heard it. And it's it's simple Chinese. I mean, it's not yes. complicated. It's not like one of these four-character cheng-yus, which you have to really, <laughs> uh, really know the story behind it. It's very direct, and, uh, and it speaks to me, so I love that one. Yeah. And is it fatalism where the road will suddenly appear, or is it that you have to make the road? To me, it says just keep going. Mm. If you just keep driving, you keep going, the road will go through. I like it. <laughs> Thanks so much. Never heard it. I'm going to use it. <laughs> Please do. Ji Yong, the transgender teacher from episode 30.
5: I like that Tongzhu is the term for gay because it's a term for comrade. And I love, I absolutely love how that's been reclaimed as a secret term.
1: Yes, it's like a delicious anachronism now that you can go back and look at previous things where Tongzhu just meant comrade and imagine them to mean gay lover. (laughs)
4: Yes.
1: (laughs) Seth Harvey, the education coach from episode 19. In Chinese, uh, there's a word um, in Mandarin, it'd be like,
3: Mei shi. and that means like, it's nothing. Like, don't worry about it. And in like a Shanghainese dialect, it would be like Mei si. like they don't really do the S-H, it would just like si. If you throw a little Shanghainese dialect in there, man, it just really opens people up.
1: Zhang Yuan, the performance art exhibitor from episode seven. ma <laughs> You're the first person to say that. But that's really? normally a phrase that foreigners know more than Chinese. I never hear Chinese people say that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's that's kind of my, my favourite. Can you yeah. explain it?
3: I don't know why, because Mama Hu literally means horse, horse, tiger, tiger. It means not doing it pretty good, not doing too bad, something in between, right? So I, I think it's, it's more like Chinese, you know? Something in the gene that uh, we don't want to be precise. (laughs) To push ourselves too hard. It is not bad, so it's still kind of qualified. But the reason I like this is is the characters. Horse, horse, tiger, tiger. I don't see a thing about uh, why it is not
1: something great or something not too bad. So where does it come from? Do you know? No. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to keep it a, a mystery. Right. Yovana Jung, the handicrafts designer from episode 8. <laughs> that's your favourite.
0: <laughs> Must be.
1: <laughs> now, do you know why I'm reacting like that?
0: <laughs> why? No.
1: Because Noah, who was the one who referred to you, <laughs> that's his least favourite.
4: And <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> 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 because everything is chabudo, Everything, everything is I must say that it was pissing me off in beginning. Because it's just something you get is not good enough, which something you were hoping to get. Everything. But if you have it other way around, then it's a bless.
1: Douglas, C, the island businessman from episode 15. My favorite word is yingto. What actually is the Hanzi? Oh, Ingaida Ing. And then what's that one? Oh, it's Cho. Okay. kind of a, a business
3: engagement uh, that happens quite often. And I think understanding that culture really uh, progressed my business. Once you enter the door, first know the person who's sitting across from the door is probably the most important person in paying. Right. And first thing when everyone gets seated is uh, first drink three times. Uh, usually, a speech in between each drink. And then you take your cup and your decanter and you go around the table cheering every single person. Mm.
1: That's if you're new. If you're doing one little glass of Baijiu each time, then it does add up, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, but I've been to places where they've changed with red wine. And the problem is they fill the red wine to the brim. Ugh. And then you have to gambe a whole full glass of red wine instead of Baijiu. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's much worse than Baijiu. Yeah. I'm like. You guys, I only got
1: like three of these in me, so... (laughs) Well,
3: after this, I'm going home.
1: (laughs) Cassandra Chen, the heavy metal bar owner from episode
4: 16. After suffering comes happiness. Nice. Mm, Most people's life, um, having this uh, growing experience... um, Learning experience and turn to be the person who they want to be.
1: Right. Dan Majid, the Tibetan social enterprise leader from episode ten.
0: I would say, uh,
1: Okay, Suhai is like the four seas.
0: Yeah, means like make a home. Okay,
1: so four C is like home.
0: Hmm. Okay. Wherever you travel to is your home. Because like uh, I want to be a traveler as well, you know, um, and I also have to because of work, I have to live in Shanghai as my home. Right. That will make me feel more comfortable <laughs> to live here.
1: Lovely. When someone asks me where is home, mm. I don't quite know how to answer. So yes. maybe I'll just say, "Sir yeah.
0: Yes. Nice. Yes.
1: <laughs> Björn Dahlman, the Swedish clown from episode seventeen.
2: Tai haola, too good. Tai is the same word as in Tai Chi, meaning too much. Mm. It refers to this whole Taoist theory of yin and yang. When something becomes too much of one thing, it turns into its opposite. So Tai would be the black dot in the white field of the yin and yang symbol. And you see these things all the time. I
3: very much like this expression. It has this aspect of a very everyday speaking, but there's also this very, very deep philosophical, meaning of it like you feel the depth
1: Wendy Saunders the architect from episode 12
4: I think everybody has the same no? May Banfa
1: May Banfa interesting that's the first time in two seasons it's oh, been okay. said no
4: I find that it used to be said all the time to me
1: can you first explain what it means
4: oh it's like you know can't do anything about it it's like it's how the cookie crumbles right? May mm. Banfa so Any question that you ask somebody, like, can you do this? No, you know, it's out of my hands. No, I can't do it. I can't. And and I remember buying a train ticket years ago in the train station. You would say, I want a a second class train train ticket to Nanjing or something. And they would say, no, sorry, sold out. And you would go, OK. So is there another train? And then you would start, you know, rearranging your whole trip. And then you just realize that they don't say, no, the tickets are sold out, but you could get a first class or a third (laughs) class ticket or a standing ticket if you really want to go to Nanjing. Nobody said that.
1: Yes. I can't explain that, but you are right. And I've been in Asia now for 16 years, not just in China. And I've experienced that same thing where you ask a closed question, they'll give you a closed answer, yes yes or no. There isn't this culture of, no, but how about that? I find, like, how do I describe that? How do I attribute that to something? But, yeah.
4: Now I've learned to ask my questions differently. You know, but maybe you can do it like this or like this, and you kind of give them options how to answer things. And then you get a lot more done.
1: Casey Hall, the fashion journalist from episode 22.
5: So I think for a lot of foreigners, a phrase that would be very frustrating is 没办法. Mm. Which means there's no way, no method, no way of doing something. And I have a few times in my life come across someone who, instead of saying Banfa says Banfa. I'll think of a way. It's happened to me a few times where you would expect someone to shrug their shoulders and say Banfa but they've gone the other way and really surprised me. And so I think it's because it pops up in these situations where I'm least expecting it. That is my favorite, favorite phrase to hear. The first time I ever came across it was I was trying to park my bike in a crowded bike parking space. And I looked at the bike parking attendant basically like, is there a way I can do this? And he said, Wa shang yi fa. I said
1: thank you. Oh, wow. I want to hug that guy. <laughs>
5: <laughs> he was a wonderful man. Yeah.
1: I said at the beginning that today's compilation most accurately highlights all the different personalities of the individuals who took part in the last 30 episodes. So I hope you've enjoyed the sassy and the philosophical, the polite and the rude, the thoughtful and the funny, the inspirational and the silly, the intelligent and the humble, the pragmatic and the cool voices of The Mosaic of China Season 2. Mosaic of China is me Oscar Fuchs with artwork by Denny Newell. I may include another special bonus episode between now and the launch of season three so watch this space. Until then stay healthy and stay happy.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. It's been a pleasure.
2: My pleasure.
4: Thank you so much.
2: Oh, hey, thanks.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.
2: It's been a pleasure.
5: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thank you.
5: Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much.